This episode of Dear Hank and John is brought to you by Blue Land. Did you know that uh, about 5 billion, billion? That's a de- I checked that because that's a lot. Plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away every year. And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy. We're shipping around all this water using fuel when we don't have to. Every year, Americans throw away 25% more trash from Thanksgiving to New Year. This year, maybe turn the New Year's resolution into action that makes a difference by switching to Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. It's a simple idea. They have refillable cleaning products. They have a nice design. I have them in my home. It looks nice on your counter. You fill the reusable bottles with water, drop in the Blue Land tablets, wait for them to dissolve, and you never have to grab bulky, heavy cleaning supplies on your grocery run ever again. And refills, because they're small and you don't have to ship a bunch of water across the country, starts at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. From cleaning sprays to hand soap, toilet bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, Laundry tablets, everybody, you know what I mean. All Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients that you can feel good about. Blue Land is trusted in over a million homes, including, yeah, mine. Blue Land has a special offer for listeners right now. You can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss it. Blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. Again, blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. To Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. <laughs> it's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you debuts advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, yeah. did you know that you can put any boat on your head as a hat? I did not know that. All you have to do is turn it over so it's capsized. Hmm. Yes. Mm. Uh, that's I a like pun. that one. I well, like that one. It would be really hard to make me laugh right now. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I do not feel well. Yeah. Now, I want to be clear that Hank did not make me record this I podcast. I gave him so many opportunities to not do it. He said, you should feel free to not record the podcast. But just so you know, I don't have any guests, and it's been a couple weeks since we were together. That's what he said. <laughs> I didn't say that. And I so, totally could have got a sub. And so I have risen from my COVID mm. sickbed drenched in sweat no to make a podcast out of i want to be clear about this a desire to have exactly one conversation yeah and hank i look forward to whatever i look forward to whatever questions from our listeners you can dig up mm-hmm. but i need to talk to you in public about something i, I know that you mentioned is. on twitter i know what it is that has me deeply deeply disturbed. Mm. We need to have a talk, a very serious talk. You recently tweeted that you were outside of a Jiffy Lube and three different people screamed Hank Green at you (laughs) and that that was like not as relaxing as you would have preferred. And I agree, that's not relaxing. Now, we both genuinely like when people encounter us in public and they come up and they say hello and say something nice about us or our work. Like that is a lovely experience. 
I don't want to speak for you, but like in general, like we are happy to take selfies and it is, it, it, it's genuinely nice. It is something we enjoy. Yeah. yeah Getting- the, the, the exception I would, I would throw in there is if I'm like actively doing a thing with Catherine or Oren and yeah. like we're trying to get the thing done. If it right. looks like that, then, uh, hey, you saw, you saw us. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but but I sure. do love, and I love to chat a little bit and find out why people know who I am or et cetera. And, but, but John yeah. has informed me oh, yeah. of a way to not get yelled at when there's like a full Jiffy Lube parking lot between you and the road. Right. And it is so simple. And I have known about it because John's been telling me and it works so well. Yeah. And it is to wear a hat. Yeah. Wear and a hat. At, and the great thing is, as I said in the intro joke, I can get a hat anytime there's a boat nearby. <laughs> That's true. It's very true. Just put it right on. I Just own so hat. many hats now because I've because I've realized that this absolutely like it it I think it mostly introduces a little bit of like uh, I'm just not quite sure if that's Hank. Yeah. And so like the great so, like, thing people about who a hat don't really is know who I am. Core fans yeah. still say mm-hmm. hi. Like people who are really invested in like Nerdfighteria still say hi. Somebody who saw you on their for you page on TikTok three weeks ago yes. might be like, oh. Well, They're that's, like, a, that's a guy that, in a hat. Uh, Can't be sure, Hank yeah, Green. He doesn't wear a hat. <laughs> they go from like 98% sure to like 60% sure. Yeah. And that's not, you don't want to do that. That's weird if you're 60% sure. So it works and I've I've seen it work. And the, what has happened because of this is whenever I go on vacation, I forget to bring a hat. So I have a thousand hats and I never bring them anywhere with me because I have established habits over my life and I was never a hat wearer. Well, starting now you are. No more going to get... Your oil changed without a hat. That sounds like some kind of like code, but it's not. It's just, it's just. I mean, what I mean. I could have sat inside of the Jiffy Lube too, but it was a nice day. All right, that's all I wanted to say. Hank, wear a hat. Okay. So, in addition to that, though, John, I would like to propose the hat code. If I am wearing my Seattle Kraken hat, then you can come up and say hi. No. If I am no. wearing my Suncoast Seabird Sanctuary hat, then you can come up and say hi, but only if you do like oh. something exceptional first. Like I need a handstand or like jump over your own leg, that kind of thing. Uh, if I'm wearing my uh, hats hat, that is like the cats logo, but it says hats instead of cats, <laughs> yeah. then I'm going to need you to uh, to not say hi, but you can do a little wave. Uh, but it has to be a little wave and it has to be like above your head uh, and it has to like be one, two, three, four, five. And that's the whole wave. And then you duck down and you put on your own hat that also says hats. Uh-huh. And then you do it. You, you could do a pirouette if you can. But if you can't, that's fine. I just want you to know what you're getting yourself into, which is that <laughs> on occasion that will happen. And so you are you are creating the possibility of that occurring. Yeah. If if I'm wearing of there if being I'm wearing, an entire art for like somebody walks up to you does an entire uh-huh. art performance and then says hello, <laughs> that is if I'm wearing my Missoula Osprey hat, mm-hmm. I you cannot say hi. You have to say play ball. Okay, <laughs> how it works. Oh God. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so here's here's our first question from Mackenzie, who asks, "Dear Hank and John, I've been asked to house sit." 100 ducks. Help. John, help. Do you have duck experience? I've actually house sat like 70 chickens and uh, some of them were ducks. So I'm actually an expert in this field. Uh Uh-huh. 
Now, it depends on how long your house sitting 100 ducks for. If your house sitting 100 ducks for longer than about four days, you, you've, you're going to have to watch some YouTube videos. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think that you're going to, yeah. I mean, that's my first, my first suggestion. If your house sitting 100 ducks for three days, mm-hmm. food, water, yeah. egg collection, and you're going to be okay. I don't, yeah, I think that we're you're going to get plenty of advice for how to take care of the ducks from the duck owner. They're going to tell you what to oh, do. Oh, that's such what a they're good not point. Hank, tell one you, thing people who own a hundred ducks will do <laughs> is let you know. Yeah, about the they're care not, and feeding of their one hundred duck ducks. Yeah, but what they're not going to tell you is what else to do with a hundred ducks. Like mm. you feed them, you yeah. water them, yeah. you walk them, but. Mm-hmm. What else do you do? Yeah. Uh, do you fight them? Do mm. you uh, do you take a lot of selfies? Can you crowd surf on ducks? No. Can you take them to a pond? No. What, what else can you do with a hundred ducks? Yeah, I think I definitely think like setting up an iPhone outside of the duck enclosure. I'm imagining that these hundred ducks don't like live in public. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but there'd <laughs> be free. a lot of there'd be a lot of duck yeah. replenishment <laughs> if they're just like out and about. Um, yeah, I think you fight them. Not obviously not in like a <laughs> trying to be fatal way, but people always say like, "Would you rather fight like one duck sized humans or a hundred human sized ducks?" This is a real opportunity to find out what it's like to fight a hundred ducks sized ducks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so. You know, I think you got to have like, you know, the the Queensberry rules kind of thing where obviously nobody's allowed to get hurt. Um, Right. The referee has to intervene (laughs) if somebody's down for more than 10 seconds. There needs to be a doctor on site, all that stuff. But I think you fight Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Well, there's always that question, would you rather fight 100 ducks or one horse? Um, And so you need a horse and you'll be the only person who really knows the answer. And you know what you're going to find out? Is that you'd rather fight a hundred ducks? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I um, asked on Twitter, "What would you do if you had a hundred ducks?" Yeah. Um, someone said, "Play duck, duck, goose," which would be a long game of duck, duck, goose. God, it'd be so uh, fun I, though if you had a hundred ducks <laughs> and one goose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, somebody else said, first things first, names." <laughs> 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 You're like <laughs> that was you're like Cole. You're like Adam and Eve being like, and I shall name you Cow, and you <laughs> shall be Hawk. <laughs> you're Hawk. Yeah. And I'm just like gonna start going through weird things from the Star Wars universe. You're Wedge Antilles. Um, <laughs> you're. Uh, uh, I can't remember any other weird people from Star Wars. John. Okay, all right. I would Big name Darklighter. <laughs> I would name twenty six of them uh-huh. versions of Jar Jar Binks that aren't Jar Jar Binks. So oh, like, that's great! No, Bar-Bar, all one hundred. <laughs> Barbar Dinks, Car Car yeah. Finks, uh huh, Dar Dar Links, uh-huh. Far Far Ninks. <laughs> <laughs> now just go. <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't well, have to. You could you could really mix it up. It could be uh, Larmar Binks. Yes, it's right. still a Jar Jar Binks. You could get a hundred Jar Jar Binks rhymes. Oh, easy, easy, 
Easy. And then and like you just call the them ducks. like DDB and that's Dart Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I just realized something, Hank, that's pretty yeah. significant. Uh-huh. So I just realized what Duck Duck Goose is. It's a it's a children's game. I know, man. I understand that. I just under I understand like, the joke. Is there like of a premise behind it? I understand the, the premise. The joke? There's you a touch, joke. Yes. If you touch a duck on the head, nothing happens. So you if you duck, touch a goose, duck, it chases duck, you. And if you touch a goose, it chases you it's because like, they're I'm gonna, wild, aggressive. I'm animals. going to I'm going to end you. Yeah. With my with my goose parts. Exactly. A- it's any duck, all of duck. these are weapons now. Yes. You thought they were soft and fluffy. All of it's weapons. My tail's a weapon. My beak's a weapon. My eyes are weapons. Shoot my feathers at you if I have to. (laughs) Like like porcupine quills through the air. Goose. Yeah. Next time you play Duck, Duck, Goose, don't just chase. Attack. Oh, yeah. You catch them. You start (laughs) flapping. Stand on them and flap. (laughs) (laughs) Like that. Did you know that? Signed, no, that's entirely new. You you are the one who has let me know that there was a deeper premise to Duck, Duck, Goose. I think I've made a discovery. Well, I bet other people know. No, I think that I have, like, recovered ancient knowledge, Hank, like they did well, in the Renaissance. Yes, okay. I think, like, uh-huh. I'm going back to Socrates. It is sometimes called Duck, Duck, Gray Duck, because apparently— mm. <laughs> gray ducks are mean or quail quail quarry because in new jersey and new england where they can say all words apparently quail quail quarry are you joking me all right hank let's move on to another question all right hank i'm feeling better enough to ask a question this question comes from gabe who asks quick question john and hank how do i move a tectonic plate even oh. if it's one of the small ones like the indian plate could humans do something to push it away from Asia and form its own independent continent? Even if it took like hundreds of years and trillions of dollars, could we use rockets or bombs to move it? Bringing tech jobs near you, Gabe, but tech is spelled T-E-C-T, tech. It's, um, it's an exciting new uh, field, Hank, where we create new continents by moving tectonic plates. It seems yes. like it would go great. But what's the science say? <laughs> the science says no. Uh, the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure rarely, that currently the- Rarely does science answer with two letters. But in this case, it yeah. does. John, the great news is that we don't need to spend trillions of dollars to make anything a continent. The definition of a continent is entirely arbitrary. And the, and it is it's, I know this because many people are taught that there are different numbers of continents than I was taught. I was taught that there were seven. You may have been taught that there are five or there are six or, and and I might make up an eighth or ninth or tenth. I, like, look, like not all of Europe even touches itself technically, maybe. So right. you can make yeah, like- Why is the UK in Europe? It's not part of Europe. <laughs> it's like literally disconnected from Europe. Yeah. Why so you is, could say that Alaska and Siberia are a continent. Like just I, like carve fact, them I off. I think you should. I think you and should. Say, and say, this fact, is I, it. I've got a proposal. <laughs> I'm ready, Hank. Okay. I've been waiting for this moment. Uh-huh. There is the Lena River. It goes through Siberia. It's very big. It's very long. And that is where Asia ends uh-huh. and the continent of Alaska-Beria begins. <laughs> okay. I love it. And it goes all the way across the rest of Siberia 
and all of Alaska and maybe a little bit of the Yukon Territory so Canada doesn't get annoyed. And that is it. That is our new continent. That's continent eight. There is a little bit of water that se- separates parts of Siberia, Alaska from other parts of Alaska, Beria, but yeah, it's still the same continent, just like it is, just like it is in Europe. Yeah. And we're going to go ahead and take all of uh, those sort of upper territories too. Oh yeah. That's part of it as well. Sure. Greenland, that's in there too. Absolutely. Um, everything. We're going to put Iceland in too. You're not in Europe anymore. You're in Alaska, Beria. I don't know that you can make the case for Iceland. <laughs> I guess I okay. People are out here making the case for Europe. I'll make any case that I feel is makeable. Uh, you're is, right. What is it? Is Russia obviously in Asia? Uh, Russia is partly in Asia and partly in Europe because continents are made up. Sure, why not? And <laughs> also, Russia is partly in Alaska, Beria. Yeah, obviously. So l- large swaths of Russia are in fact Alaska, Berian territory. Now, people are going to say like, oh, there's there's lots of political tensions between parts of Alaska, Beria and other parts of Alaska, Beria. Well, there are lots of lots of political tensions in parts of Asia and other parts of Asia, parts of yeah. South America, Africa, other parts of South other America. Parts of Africa. Yeah. You think Canada likes us? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just this yeah. is a this is a geopolitical reality, which is that. Alaska Beria has a lot more in common with Alaska Beria than Alaska has with Houston, Texas. Like that's just a fact. <laughs> now, the the it's also important to note that uh, it, in response to the original question, that absolutely no, you cannot push. I think that the Indian uh, continental plate is pushing into the Asian continental plate right now, which mm. means that we would have to not just. Uh, not just push it, but overcome the force that it is already pushing with. Mm. So that would, uh, you know, that was enough force to make the, like, the tallest mountain on Earth and also a number of other of the tallest mountains on Earth. Mm. So uh, it's going to take, we generally underestimate the amount of energy that is inside of our planet. And uh, to the point where if you listen to the last episode of Dear Hank and John, you're going to think to yourself, you're going to remember the part where the inside of the earth has repeatedly killed almost all of the life on the outside of the earth many times over the course of uh, the history of the planet. So watch out what you do. We probably can't have any effect on it, but as much as we can, we probably shouldn't. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for that. Definitely don't use bombs. Back to Alaska Beria jokes. Alaska I'm just like, no. You know the best thing about it, Hank? I mean, there's uh-huh. a lot of great things about it, but the best thing about it is, you know that um, that weird line that goes straight down the middle of the world for uh, no particular reason? Yes, the international dateline. Yeah, Alaska Beria. That actually has a good reason to exist. Thank Alaska Beria would be the only um, continent in two days. Uh, I bet. I bet you're right. I'm right. <laughs> that seems right. I'm right. Um, it's a two-day continent, which makes it exceptional. Which reminds me that this uh, podcast is brought to you by the two-day continents of Earth. There's one, and we made it up, and you can't. And 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 to all the citizens of Alaska, Beria, you're just going to have to get on board. Well, your nationality doesn't change. It's just that the continent you're living on yes, changes. Yes, your citizenship does not it's change. It's not a big right. deal. Yeah. 
Today's podcast is also brought to you by COVID fog. COVID fog. I don't remember anything that happened earlier in the podcast. And this podcast is also brought to you by my uh, Missoula Osprey baseball cap. Play ball! Mm. And additionally, today's podcast is brought to you by COVID fog. COVID fog. (laughs) I'm really... Are we done? (laughs) Just tell me when we're done. We also have a Project for Awesome message from Tyler from Montana to Morgan. You are such a ray of hope to everyone in your life. You constantly think about other people and make the world a better place to live in. You're so kind, loving, intelligent, brave, and just plain awesome. You regularly challenge my thinking, all in the name of loving other people better. Being married to you is the absolute best. I love you, and I like you. That's so sweet. Yeah. That's great. I That's such a critical part of um, a loving relationship, both loving and liking. Yeah, absolutely. This episode of Dear Hang John is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is there to help you maintain the kinds of habits that you want to have. For me, I need to have the right kind of food in the house or I will eat whatever. Oreo recently sent me some free fancy Oreos. They were weird. I ate all of them. I ate all of them in a week and it was a problem. I can't do that. I need to have healthy, good stuff in the house and Thrive Market can help you have healthy habits. It's a great go-to for all your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online and then like just quickly shipped to the doorstep. It's a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with great ingredients and sourcing methods. They got Amy's, Banza, Burt's Bees, Trobani, Honest Kids, Kind, Mike's Hot Honey, Oatly, Olipop, Poppy, Salt. I've never heard of salt, but it's got two A's in it, so it has to be good. And as a Thrive Market member, you can save money on every single grocery order. On average, you can save over 30% every time. And they also have a deals page that changes every day. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a $60 free gift. I enjoyed my $60 free gift. I was surprised by it, and it was the kind of thing I wouldn't have bought. And then now I'm like on the ghee train. They gave me free ghee. And I was like, I don't know what ghee is. But then I was like, oh, this is great. It's like butter, but it's different and more spreadable. <laughs> Go to thrivemarket.com slash dearhank for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dearhank, thrivemarket.com slash dearhank. Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion, even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, There will be a world after us, after each of us. And that's why there's life insurance. It exists to provide a financial safety net to those who love and count on you. Policy Genius's technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Policy Genius. 
because there will be a world without us. John, this next question comes from Aaliyah, who asks, Dear Hank and John, my name is Aaliyah. <laughs> All Don't right, try Ryan. to be Ryan, Aaliyah. <laughs> It's like the singer spelled differently. Okay, I see. I was scrolling through IG today. The IG, is that what they call it now? The IG? Oh, God. <laughs> through the gram, uh, through the Iggy, the Iggy Iggy, Iggy today. Man, when I hear you say those words, it's like <laughs> everything inside of me like wants to fold up. I was scrolling through Iggy today. Dig under the ground and like try to just wait out the winter. <laughs> I was scrolling. So today I was scrolling through the giggity yiggity when I saw a video of some balloons hitting a power line, a power line. And it got me thinking if the electricity flowing through power lines is enough to make those balloons explode in a white light and make a lot of buzzing noises. Why doesn't that happen to birds? Furthermore, why do birds stay chilling on power lines? This is urgent as I see a bird flying toward power lines right now. And I need to know if I should warn him. Best wishes, Aaliyah. First of all, I, I'm looking forward to redesigning the Instagram logo to say "iggity giggity," which they do. They are doing a lot of changes at Instagram, and they and, and Facebook did just rebrand a Meta. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that it might be time. They could call it the Gram. They could call it IG, but I think that they should call it a giggity iggity. Iggity iggity. Iggity right? iggity. I don't think you want to go a giggity iggity. I think it's iggity iggity. <laughs> iggity iggity iggity. Yeah. Okay. Iggity iggity, the uh, the 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 uh, Facebook's largest Why don't social people media hire platform us to rebrand their stuff. Like we're freaking geniuses we do, at it. We do we do great work, John. We do great work. So it turns out that if you now don't try this at home, but if you are just touching the power line and nothing else, you're just part of the system, and the the energy's just going on by. Don't try this. <laughs> don't at try home. this at home. Uh, and that's why birds can do this. So they just sort of become part of the system. Now, what happens is if a bird, and this does happen sometimes, if a bird bridges the gap between two power lines, they are now part of a new system. And that system allows electrons to go from that one place where there's a lot of electric potential to another place, and they are the bridge. And uh, and so you can sometimes actually see when large flocks of birds fly on power lines, this can happen, where they like, individual birds will be close enough together that they will allow that a spark to arc between the two power lines and it will be a big thing that will kill a lot of birds. Mm. And this is what happened with the balloons. The balloons did not touch a power line. They touched two power lines at once. And that mm. allowed the the circuit to get shorted between those two lines. Wow. And this will happen sometimes when, uh, like you, I saw a, I don't know what it was, but it was like a some kind of predator was chasing some other animal and was and leaped to from one power line to another to try to catch it and they were both shocked to death wow and that and people were like they were like why why are these two animals just dead on my driveway and that's what happened wow wow so don't don't touch power lines don't don't but especially touch don't lines. touch power lines and anything else at once uh, if you're a bird don't, just don't just don't touch power lines if you're a if 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 you're listening and you're a bird it's okay to land on a power line. How else are they going to get recharged? <laughs> if you're listening and you're a bird, congratulations. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, they can hear it through their feet because they're touching power lines. All right, Hank, before we get to the all-important news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, I have one question from uh, Andrew who writes, Dear John and Hank, 
I'm stuck with mediocre coffee because I live in Canada. And my question is, why are so many U.S. products not available in Canada? We're really not that far away. Andrew. All right, Andrew. Good news. The Awesome Coffee Club is now available in Canada. (laughs) Um, So I can answer your question broadly, but for our purposes today, what you need to know is that if you go to awesomecoffeeclub.com and you live in the U.S. or Canada, you can get amazing coffee sent to your house on a regular schedule, awesomecoffeeclub.com. The reason it is sometimes hard to get products in Canada is because it's another country and there's uh-huh. some rules and there's regulations rules. that are different uh-huh. from the rules and regulations in the U.S., but we've figured it all out. It's not the physical distance. It's not the physical it's the, distance, it's the it's rules. It's the human constructions. <laughs> yes. We can even send it to Alaska Beeria, as long as it is the American or Canadian parts of Alaska Beeria. So awesomecoffeeclub.com. John, it occurs to me looking through these questions that there is no longer any doubt in my mind that Rosiana gave us a bunch of bird questions and it took us this long to notice. Yeah, it's a lot of bird questions. That's good. Like, good. good has, has, does she sometimes do this? Maybe she does it and we never notice it. Does she sometimes collect on a theme and we just never notice? It was the bird episode, everyone. It was the bird spectacular. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We, found, we figured out Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> Hank. Uh-huh. AFC Wimbledon have, in the last eight days, AFC Wimbledon have played two league football matches. In both of those games, Uh we were up 2-0. 2-0. Look, John, I'm not going to let you feel bad about being up and then losing or drawing because you're scoring goals, and that's the thing you have to do to win soccer games. We were up 2-0 against Doncaster. That's true. We were were scoring goals. There was a lot of concern about not being able to score goals at all. And I'm feeling good about you scoring goals. With six minutes remaining in the game on Saturday, we were up 2-0 uh-huh. to Doncaster. Uh-huh. And we went ahead and tied 2-2. We gave up two goals in the last <sighs> uh, three minutes of the that game. Sucks. That sucks. Then, um, yesterday, as we're recording this, we played uh, Mansfield Town, everybody's favorite Mansfield mm-hmm. Town. We were mm-hmm. up 2-0 after 16 minutes, and I was like, this is never going to work. And indeed, it didn't. We then gave up two quick goals. <laughs> and then uh, our most experienced player, Welsh international Chris Gunter, uh, got a red card in the 45th minute. because Ooh, he, that's early. Yeah, he overreacted to um, getting the ball kicked in his face. And I would argue that... Mm, he didn't overreact that much, given that the ball was kicked yeah. in his face. But I don't think the referee mm-hmm. saw the ball getting kicked in his face. I only think he saw the reaction. So that's how it goes sometimes. Got a red card. We gave up three second half goals. So we lost. Oof. After being up 2-0, we lost 5-2. Uh, when you get so, a red card, you don't just lose the player, right? You also lose like the ability to have that number of people on the exactly. field. Exactly. So you're, wow, you're down yeah. to 10 players for the rest of the game. And Ooh, for 45 minutes, we did 50 not cope, minutes. We did not cope well with that situation. So, well, yeah. I don't feel, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a, maybe a bit of an outlier. I mean, let's hope. And but other than that, here, you've not lost any games. The, <laughs> here's the thing. Since January 1st, Wimbledon uh-huh. have been ahead in 14 1 4 league games. Wow. Of those 14 games, we have uh-huh. won one. 
That's weird. That is weird. I don't know what you're doing, but you are. it does seem like you're doing something wrong. So it's true that Josh Davison are very, very inexplicably large bottom tall person is scoring goals. It's true that Nathan uh-huh. Young Combs are new. He goes by NYC because those are his initials. It's true nice. that NYC with his uh, frosted uh, tips in his beautiful <laughs> hair uh, has scored two magnificent goals. It's true that there's hope and yet 14 leads and one mm-hmm. victory is like, it's hard to even explain to people who don't watch soccer how impossible that is. There are not that many goals in soccer games. Yeah. So like leading them usually means that you win them, but not us. But We're not built you. different. Well, here's what I think. I think that it's bad luck and that your luck will change. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. I feel like I've been on a bit of, I mean, in general, I'm a very lucky person, but I feel like I have had not had great luck the last two weeks. It is true. Um, I feel like the well, week and- you have COVID and, and your whole family is miserable is the week that you're allowed to lament briefly <laughs> your luck. <laughs> Well, this week in Mars News, um, scientists have been surprised by the lack of water that they have found underneath the InSight lander. So that this is the lander; it's able to sort of mm. like detect stuff, its vibrations and stuff, and that can tell us what's underneath it. And the lander has been exploring the Elysian Planitia and measuring right. the Mars quakes in the area. Yeah, and since uh, exploring this uh, theoretically, and since. And since the area that it's exploring is definitely cold enough to freeze water, the scientists were hoping, wondering if there was going to be any subsurface water. But so far, the top 300 meters of that subsurface hasn't turned up any evidence using the models that we have, Hmm. sort of like how vibrations move around inside planets, any evidence of water at all. Mars's crust has a bunch of like holes and pores in it. And if those, that'd be like places for water to end up and then freeze. Uh, but we are not seeing that those spaces are cemented together the way they would be if there was frozen water. We're seeing that they are open. So that doesn't mean that there's no water there. It could just be like different or less than we were expecting. And so it's not mm. plugging up those holes, but it's that uh, we we are surprised by how little evidence of water we have found underneath the InSight lander. It's new information and it is curious. Wow. But so- it's just one spot. It's a big planet. But still, that is weird because it is a spot that was chosen, correct me if I'm wrong, partly because we figured that there would be water underneath. I don't actually know. Um, oh, okay. it, yeah, I'm sure that it was uh, a thing that, I think that it was a thing they ex- they did expect to see it. So probably there, wow. there was some, some of that. Wow. Fascinating. I want... You- a hundred ducks, but only for like an hour. Yeah, I think that's a good business model, Hank. I think you <laughs> might have just stumbled onto a million dollar idea. The hundred ducks for an hour dot com. Nice. Gosh. Well, there's no actually sh- knowing Hank, it would be a hundred ducks for an H O U dot R. I think 100ducksforanhour.com is available. I know, but you still, like a lot of times, even when the .com is available, you're no, like, oh, but my heart sings .club. <laughs> it's not true. We couldn't get awesomesocksclub.com. I wanted it. Yeah. We're definitely not getting it now. Oh, I'm hungry, John. What am I going to eat? I don't know. Good luck. 
haven't been hungry right. in like five days. <laughs> John, thanks for making a podcast with me, even though you have bad COVID. And thanks for all of the hat advice. Um, if you want to send us questions, you can do that at hankandjohn at gmail.com. We love to read them and don't have a podcast otherwise. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tunamedish. It's produced by Rosiana Hals Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Debuki Chakravarti. The music you're hearing now is by the Greek Narola. And as they say in our hometown, don't, don't forget, forget to be, be awesome. awesome. 